more you study Islam, the more you realize that the history we teach ourselves has been artificially edited in order to remove the mention of Islam from it. I'm going to give you an example today in the study of slavery. The story we're told about slavery in America is that evil white men on wooden ships got slaves off the coast of Africa and then brought them here to America and sold them. Well, there's some truth to this, but it leaves out important parts. How did the slaves get into the slave pens because the captains of the ship didn't capture them? Instead, they handed over money and received a bill of sale and an invoice. How did all this take place? Well, the slaves were brought deep from the heart of Africa. They weren't taken from the coast. They were brought to the coast in order to be sold. There was a book written, David Livingstone, in the year 1888. David Livingstone was an abolitionist missionary who was in Central Africa, and he recorded what this process of taking slaves was like. And I'd like to read to you some of the captions because it gives an almost photographic image of what was going on with the taking of slaves. Wherever we took a walk, human skeletons were seen in every direction. The site of this desert, but 18 months ago a well-peopled valley, now literally strewn with human bones, forced the conviction upon us that the destruction of human life in the Middle Passage, however great, constitutes but a small portion of that waste. Now what's he talking about here? Well, the Middle Passage was the passage from Africa to America, and slaves were illy treated and many of them died. And what he's saying is, no matter how many died in the Middle Passage, far more were killed in the process of taking slaves. And he'll come back to this point later. They rescued a small group of slaves. Many of the party were children about five years or even less. Two women had been shot the day before for attempting to untie their thongs in order they might rest. One woman had her infant's brains knocked out because she couldn't carry both it and her load. And a man was dispatched with an ax because he had broken down with fatigue. Reading further. We passed a slave woman shot or stabbed through the body, lying on the path. It was said that an Arab who had passed earlier that morning had done it in anger at losing the price he had given for her because she was unable to walk. Now, the man who did this killing was described as an Arab, and yet he is a Muslim. And this is one of the things that's interesting as you read about the history, is that Islam is not mentioned, jihad is not mentioned, and Muslims aren't mentioned, and yet all are involved. He notes that not more than one in five ever reached the kind masters in Cuba. Now, the kind masters is an ironic comment because, remember, he's an abolitionist. But he mentions that one in five survives from being taken to the village to the slavery in America. That is, there's a collateral damage of 80%. We had a long discussion about the slave trade. The Arabs have told the chief that our own object in capturing slaves is to get them into our possession and make them of our own religion. And what was our own religion? Well, our own religion is Islam. But notice again, they don't mention it. The evils we have seen, the skulls, the ruined villages, the numbers who perish on the way to the coast and the sea, the wholesale murders committed by the Wayu tribe, who were allies with the Muslims, to build up Arab villages elsewhere. So why are they capturing these men? Not only to convert them to Islam, but in order to get the money, the wealth, so they can take it back to their villages. The strangest disease I have seen in this country really seems to be brokenheartedness, and it attacks free men who have been captured and made slaves. They ascribe their pain to their heart. It really seems that broken heart is the reason that they die. The Arabs would often promise a present to the villagers if they would act as a guide to some distant point. 
But as soon as they were far enough away from their friends, they were seized and pinned into slave sticks or yokes from which there was no escape. So here we see the brutal process in which slaves are manufactured through the practice of jihad against the non-Muslim. But there's another aspect to this slave trade. Muslims are supposed to capture non-Muslims, kafirs, and make slaves of them. But there's a large body of Sharia law cases in which black African Muslims complain in courts that the Muslim slave traders will take black African Muslims if they can't find kafirs. So we do have, once you're running the slave business, you may not supposed to be to capture your own, but in order to stay in business, you will do so. Now remember, not only did the Muslims run the slave trade on the west coast of Africa, they also ran it on the Mediterranean coast and the east coast. So the missing part of story of slavery in America is this. It was Muslim jihadists who captured the Africans to bring them to sell to the white man on the wooden ship in order they could come to America. Now this is really odd because when Muslims talk to black Americans, they tell them that Islam is the religion of the black man, whereas Christianity is the religion of the white man. And yet we can see here that it was Africans being captured by Muslim jihadist slave traders who started the whole process going. So think about this. What else about your own history do you not know because it involves Islam? Thank you.